yeah, speaking of, of David Portnoy, uh, <laughs> Twitter, because it is so different now, we'll say that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was always like bad and it's still bad, but just bad in a different way. I keep getting his tweets, even though I don't follow him, served in my For You tab. And, you know, yesterday it was one it of happens. him like... We won't, we won't cancel you for it, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday was him like giving kind of financial advice because he's a Starbucks stock owner and he was buying four <laughs> coffees as like a way to show his support with Starbucks, like the, the corporation. Today what? he was lamenting that he had to fire somebody who used the N word on one of their shows. And he was like, just all torn up about it because the guy who is white was quote, rapping along on a live stream and said the N word. And he was just like really torn up about it. And I, I really hate that I see this guy, but I see him and so many other fucking losers like him because of how much that site has changed lately. There's no escaping him. Yeah. It's, I just, man, he's, he's a special case. Um, and so I was actually talking with some people um, about this earlier today. I don't know if you're familiar um, and I'm not sure if they would characterize themselves as this, but at least in my mind, I certainly see that. I don't know if you're familiar with like John boy media at all. Um, somewhat yeah okay so so john boy is like absolutely exploding they started out it was like i think like a baseball podcast that went into like youtube videos he's the guy that does like lip readings of stuff that happens in the mlb and like breaks down the intricacies he blew up when he discovered essentially discovered the houston astros uh like their trash can uh cheating system where they were like banging on a trash can um to signal like which pitch was coming because they'd like cracked the signs or, or whatever um and uh, John Boy Media has exploded. It's a very sort of similar vibe to Barstool. Bunch of rowdy boys in an office that really like sports doing their thing. Um, has some of the same diversity problems and stuff, but with like none of the toxic politics. And it's incredible and like so refreshing to see like a sports site that like is, you know, for dudes, especially this is getting really into John Boy Media. That's big divorce guy energy. Uh, so maybe I do have a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> but it is, it is refreshing to see a bunch of big rowdy dudes that love sports, having fun. They're playing wiffle ball in a warehouse, you know, doing stuff like that. But they're not like overtly talking about abusing women and like staging like boxing matches between little people. And like, yeah, just like it's it's nice anyway. Uh, but I, I see that like, just as the thing is, is like clear evidence that like Dave Portnoy does not have to be the way that he is, but it is a choice. And like, this is, this is actually who, who he is. And like, yeah, if, if, if you are a white person and you say the N word on air, like, even if it is, even if it is a mistake, but I don't even know, like, how do you, how do you say, how do you say that word by mistake now? At this point, if you're a person who's public facing in any way, the only way that happens is if you're used to saying that word in private, right? Like I was reporting a story a while ago and not that like I'm some shining beacon of, of wokeness and have never slipped up in, in some way in my entire life or whatever. But like I was reporting a story where one of my sources said it to me and I like, I like had, I like stopped before like writing it down. And I was like, do I, what do I even like, you know? And, and I like, there should be that block there. And if you say that on air, like, I'm sorry, like, yeah, you, like, even if you just goofed, but like, that's your job, buddy. Like, it's, I think everyone kind of gets that. Like, you can't do racism on air. 
yeah, right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It it speaks to how just morally bankrupt that company is, and yeah, how little they care about even like the most basic so- social issues, um, and who they appeal and to, and the people that like it. I, raises questions about them and their character as well. Yeah, I mean, it's their po- their politics are just almost completely based on like petty grievances, right? And like and yeah. like saying like no one should be like the the worst possible thing that you can do to a person who is who is absorbed with the barstool mentality is ask them to change their behavior in any way. Like that is that is like a cardinal sin. That is a violation of everything that they hold dear. And the fact that that's the only principle that they really have is what is what makes them who they are. And that's, yeah. you know, shitty people. Yeah. Uh, one of their, you know, they serve. I, I argued for a while that they served as a feeder system to Tucker. You know, these kids who grow up hmm. listening to or consuming Barstool stuff would eventually wind up being Tucker Carlson viewers. Uh, he, Portnoy would often go on Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, that show is no longer. And we got a, a look into what more of what Tucker says behind the scenes this week when the New York Times published uh, unredacted text from the discovery process in the Dominion case where Tucker lamented attacks uh, on January 6th of a, quote, purported, uh, again, quote antifa person and he said that's not how white men fight and there was you know racial overtones obviously in these comments and the new york times published this with the framing that that is what worried fox executives that text is what worried fox executives about tucker and that was part of the reason why they let him go i don't buy that framing and i'm wondering if you have questions about it as well because if they were really curious about what Tucker thought about people of color in this country or the white race in general, you would just have to look to his monologues. You would just have to look to his show. And you, for the past several years, you would have a pretty good understanding of his thoughts on race and uh, ethnicity in this country. He talks about the country. great replacement theory like every other week. Like, <laughs> I it's, know. It's, it's not, fucking crazy. It's not subtle. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.